Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Take it up a notch. I told you earlier. Let me let me start again. Welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of Take It Up a Notch. That's right. I should, I don't know. I was very rude. I, I started um, as if I wasn't welcoming you to the lovely section that we're about to do. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about clauses. All right. If you missed yesterday's installment, then go back, download it. It's available on iBooks. And, uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting class that we did yesterday. Today, we are going to change gears completely, all right? And we're going to talk about a listening activity, all right? A listening activity. And it's the multiple matching listening part of the exam. Multiple matching? What is that? I hear you say. Well, multiple matching often involves multiple speakers. That's why it's called multiple, all right? Usually you hear somewhere between three and six speakers uh, giving you short bursts of information, and you hear one after the other. So you hear a, a guy speaking, and then a, a, a kid speaking, and then a woman speaking, and then maybe an old man speaking, Okay. And then you have to match what the speaker said with certain information. That's why this part of the exam is often called multiple matching. Easy, right? You hear multiple people speaking and then you need to match what they said with some information that you are given. The problem is that some of the vocabulary that you are presented with is very similar and it is not mm, often familiar to you. And so you have a big problem. All right. And I'm going to focus today on the attitudes and feelings section of the multiple matching exam, because this will happen. You might be asked. All right. Okay. Speaker number one was speaker number one, angry, self-critical or embarrassed. And you're like, Ooh, hang on a minute. Angry, self-critical, embarrassed. And maybe you're unsure about the meaning of self-critical. You're like, oh, I, I don't know. If you don't know the meaning of one of the words, then you have a problem because you won't know if the person, if the speaker is angry, self-critical or embarrassed because you don't know what they mean. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a series of 15 adjectives that you might encounter on this part of the exam and the purpose of this is to help you understand them. And also we'll talk about the differences if they need to be discussed. So uh, angry obviously means enfadado. Self-critical means autocritico. And embarrassed 
means, be careful with this one, in English it's a bit of a false friend, avergonzado. Alright, so we have angry, enfadado, self-critical, autocritico, and embarrassed, avergonzado. In this part of the exam, you will have to listen to the intonation, you'll have to listen to the interjections, you'll have to listen to the words used, the style, everything to make the decision about the attitude and the feeling. It's not very easy. The, the, the person speaking is not going to say, I'm angry or I'm self-critical. They're not going to say it. You have to infer it. You have to deduce it. So pay special attention to the feelings and the attitudes. Let's try three three more, all right? Uh, speaker number two might be negative, enthusiastic, or unsure. Now, one of the things that will happen on an exam is they give you two that could be right. For example, negative, enthusiastic, unsure. Which one is the odd one out there? Which one doesn't go with the other two? Negative, enthusiastic, unsure. Well, of course, enthusiastic is quite positive, but negative and unsure, they're not very positive. All right. So in this part of the exam, you might hesitate between choosing negative and unsure. But if you know the meaning, negative would be pessimista. You got to know that. You got to know that negative means pessimista, yeah? Unsure is inseguro, dudoso. Mm. And it's not really the same. If you understand the, the nuance, if you understand the small difference, then that can help you get the answer correct. What about this one? Speaker number three could be encouraged, animado, doubtful, or worried. Now, there's doubtful again. Doubtful, dudoso, worried, preocupado. Mm. What is the difference between, in Spanish, dudoso and preocupado? How would you understand that difference? How would you decide if somebody is doubtful or worried? And again, you need to listen to their intonation. You need to listen to um, interjections. Maybe they say, I, 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 I. That type of speech would indicate worried, doubtful, dudoso. You might listen for hesitation. Mm, well, yeah, I'm not. You listen to that type of language, then you can be sure that the answer is doubtful. Let's try three more adjectives. Speaker number four might be proud, relieved, or sarcastic. Proud, most people know. Proud is orgulloso. Ah, I'm proud, proud of this. Relieved, you have to be careful with this one. Arrepentido. Yeah. Arrepentido, relieved. Sorry, aliviado. I made a mistake there. I'm reading from the wrong, the wrong list there. Relieved, aliviado. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Relieved. Oh, wow. Woo. Phew. Relieved. And then sarcastic, similar to the translation, but yeah. Uh, ironica, sarcastico. Sure. Easy, right? Sarcastic is a difficult one to understand just from attitude and feeling because people don't say, I'm being sarcastic. But the intonation is very, very important there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was great. Really, really great.
That was a bit sarcastic. And the difference between relieved, aliviado, and proud, orgulloso, again, listen to the way that the person is speaking. Not the words that they're using, but the way that they're using the words. This is a big part of the C1 exam. You've got to be able to understand attitudes and feelings from the words that people are using. All right. Last but not least, you might be asked to decide between surprised, regretful, and critical. Surprised, sorprendido, regretful, arrepentido, and critical, easy, critico. So, guys, that was a bit of insight into the multiple matching part of the C1 exam. And again, it's all about understanding people's attitudes and feelings, not from the words they use, although sometimes that might help. But it's more about how they say the words, how they deliver the words. And that that is what makes that part of the exam fairly tricky if you don't have practice how can you get practice of course the prepare your c1 pack has loads of listening practice designed specifically to train you for this listening task and all of the other listening tasks that you might encounter on a typical c1 exam and of course don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter so that you have a direct line to the authors, we're at Prepare Your C1, both on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>